I've always wanted to be an architect. I always wanted to be an architect. Oh my God. I have always wanted to be an architect. I've always wanted to be an architect. I've always wanted to be an architect. I've always wanted to be an architect. Hello, AJ, and welcome to the podcast. So the purpose of this podcast is to talk about the different relationships that architects have. And I thought it would be really interesting to have you on this podcast because you and I have a very unique and interesting relationship. We met over a year and a half ago, and I hope after this interview that the audience appreciates and finds interesting our relationship and what you and I have created. And hopefully in this podcast, we'll talk about that relationship and about everything that we've done over the last year and a half and what we plan to continue to do. I think it'll be interesting and I'm looking forward to talking to you. So why don't you start off by introducing yourself? Explain a little bit about your background, your education, and how you got to where you are. Okay. I'm AJ. Hello to everyone, first of all. I'm AJ, and I'm an architect. I am in Izmir, Turkey, uh, and I'm running my office. It's called Beige Architects, Beige Mimarlık. And currently, we are, as Beren said, we are are producing uh, projects as Schimberg Beige. But as we are four architects in the office, and I'm lucky to lead them, we have a very young team, actually. Are they all architects or are there interior designers involved also? Right now, they are all architects. They are also very bright students from Turkey, again. And being with them gives me a lot of energy and hope for the future, I can say. It's very nice to work with them. And we've enjoyed working with them as well. Yeah. So explain your education. And I think you went to university in Izmir, correct? Yeah, I was always actually in Izmir. Izmir is a very nice city in Turkey. And my family also lives here. That's why I was always a very successful student, a very bright student. But I wanted to be with my family This was also important for me. I have a lot of friends in here. I went to some places as well. I I lived for a year in Canada. I went to several places, but mostly I was in Izmir. I went to a college, very well-known French college, actually. And then a very nice high school. It's one of the first one, one of the best one in Turkey. A very nice high school. And I went to university as well in Izmir. Got it. Have you always wanted to be an architect? Was there ever a moment where all of a sudden you went, oh, okay, this is what I want to do? Like, how did you become an architect? I always wanted to be an architect, actually. I always liked creating. It was a part. But besides, I was always a nice friend. I had always nice relationship with people actually. And I was a very curious kid. I was curious about their lives, their houses, their lifestyle. And I wanted to create for them. I wanted to construct stories for them. And I wasn't know that architecture was a, was a new way of looking to life, but I loved it when, when I started to university. I said that, okay, this is my life. 
And when you graduated from university, did you start working for other companies? Like, what did you do right out of the bat? Yeah, I worked in several places. I worked in a different, co- I worked in different companies, uh, architectural offices, some municipality places. Other than that, I worked in university. I'm constantly giving lectures in my university as well. I worked in several places. And then I started to work for my office. So at what point did you decide to start your own office? It's a good question. Actually, I didn't decide that. I was always a good team member as an architect. But the way led me to do this, to construct my stories, because I had always good network and they started to tell me, okay, Ege, why not? Why we can do a project with you? Come and build for us. I have a house. You can do this. You can do that. And then I started to work for my office. So you decided to create your own firm because people were basically asking you to do things. Yeah. And is that something that, like, if you look back, would you have done it any differently? No. I think it was a way yeah. for me. And I was happy on that road. Right. Okay. So when you and I met, and we can talk about that a little bit. When you and I met, you had your own firm. How long had you had your own firm? When we meet? It's, uh, it's 10 or 8 years. 8 years. 8 years already. Okay. So explain to the audience... One, how you and I met, which quickly was through a mutual friend slash employee slash mentor slash everything, right? But then also explain what got us started and how we started down this road. Actually, it was again a person leading us to that way. It was Salma. Uh, Sam, I'm calling her Salma Oja because she was my instructor in university. And Christopher as well, her husband was my uh, lecturer. We never stopped talking uh, with each other. And then one day she said, okay, there is something like that. Ece, can you help or can you, do you want to make it? And I said, okay, why not? And then I met Karen. Right. To explain that a little bit further. So we happened to be extremely busy at the time, which was now over a year and a half ago. Yeah. And we, meaning Shimber Group, we're trying to figure out how to, you know, approach and deal with all of these projects. But one of the things I believe was an important part of the decision to collaborate together was that it wasn't about outsourcing. Like that was something that you and I have talked about from day one, that this wasn't about just, you know, outsourcing our work to some other company that we weren't aware of or that we didn't have a relationship with. This was more about creating that relationship between our two architectural firms in order to ultimately work on projects together and to collaborate together and to design together, right? Mm -hmm. Explain a little bit from your perspective. I mean, I can give my perspective, but explain from your perspective how that approach was interesting or not interesting at first and how it evolved. Mm -hmm. How do you think it changed over time? Actually, I remember our Suncoast project. It was like a dream for me because we never have that kind of project in Turkey, I was very excited. I couldn't even sleep at night because it was a very excited project to me because I like dreaming and it was a way of 
dreaming to me. And we started to work and then everything went very well. I know that different way of thinking, when they come together correctly, it, it can create a magic. We have different cultures, we have different backgrounds, we have different views of life. And it's a very nice thing to bring them all together. To me, it's a part of architecture. And the projects that we've been working on, I would say, have given both of us the opportunity to learn about each other. Mm-hmm. And learn about those views and all those perspectives and cultural differences can impact the design. Actually, I mean, the project you were talking about, Suncoast, which is a humane society and is a campus, I mean, it is a fairly large project and without a doubt was influenced or the design process that we went through was influenced by obviously our perspectives, but as much, if not more, by your perspectives. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what ultimately made the project that much more interesting. I think that is sort of the essence of our relationship in a way, right? Is that we have this opportunity and we've created this very interesting relationship between us that has given both of us this very interesting, very cool approach to architecture and to life even. To design different projects in different ways that we wouldn't have necessarily done if it was just in the United States or if you were focused on projects in Turkey, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think we have fed off of each other. It's actually fascinating to see how we have fed off of each other. Yeah, it's a very cool story. <laughs> I agree. So explain a little bit of your particular role in your office. You know, how you manage or what you exactly do in your office of four people, including you. What is your exact role? I'm always with them. I'm answering their questions. I'm making tea for them. I'm making everything. (laughs) I'm trying to be their friends as well as their teacher, their boss. And I wanted to, I'm trying to set up relationships in the office. And besides, I'm trying to make architecture. (laughs) Uh, So that in itself is a very different approach to offices than the way we do it here, right? So if I was talking about my role, you know, we are all very friendly and we have a very nice sort of rapport with each other. But the American way is not as, I don't know, I would say familial. Mm Mm-hmm as the way that you approach things and that type of, or that approach that you, AJ, have with your office impacts your design Mm -hmm. and impacts your relationships, obviously, but also how you ultimately present and produce the drawings and the design and the projects. And I think one of the things that we found is that that has influenced our design here and how we approach things and hopefully the way we approach things has influenced yours as well. I mean, it goes both ways, right? But ultimately, the end result has been, I believe, better than if you were working over there and we were working over here and we weren't together. It has really created this very interesting end approach or end result, an approach to architecture and to design that has resulted in better projects for our clients. Yeah. When you and I first came up with this idea, what did you think about it? I mean, were you like scared? Was it like, what am I doing? Or did you embrace it right away? I I am always a good team member, in my opinion. I wasn't afraid. Actually, I felt more stronger because you were in 
in our team. Selma Hoca was in it. So I was comfortable and I feel more strong than before. That's great. And how do you see that strength in your firm growing and evolving in the future? I have very good feelings about the future. It's a way of dreaming to me. It's our life. It's our profession. And it's a way to dream for me. So I have a lot of dream. And we will make it. I know. So when you say you're dreaming, what does that really mean? What is your dream? And, 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 or, or I should say, what is your goal? Nice projects, creating very powerful, nice projects. May, it can be abroad in some several places. I don't know. Maybe we can even get a, an architectural award as well. Why not? Yeah, I think that would be great. Mm-hmm. We can. So now that we are a year and a half in, it's not like we're talking, you know, when we first started, we really have created a legitimate relationship now and a legitimate collaboration. And it's only going to get better. I think both of us can agree that we've gotten past the hardest, most challenging parts, and we are now moving forward. We've talked about how you and I feel and how it's good for both of our firms, but how do you see our clients benefiting from this collaboration that we've created? I think it's a very nice opportunity for them as well. I don't know if there is any team like us, but we are very unusual team, right? We have a lot of different personality, cultures, backgrounds, and we are putting everything together. And it's a great opportunity for them, in my opinion. How do you think the designs change? It obviously changed, in my opinion. What do you think? Well, I think ultimately the designs are more expansive beyond just American thought or even Turkish thought if we're talking about your projects. So it becomes almost like a melting pot of cultures and a melting pot of design opportunities that I think are brought to light different than if we weren't doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think our clients ultimately get the best result because of that. And their projects are that much better. They may not realize it, right? I mean, it may not be sort of in your face, this is the difference. But I believe in my heart that the end result is ultimately that much more interesting, that much more refined, that much more international, which I think is a good thing and that much more diverse. And I I think if we can create diverse projects, and I don't mean in different parts of the world or geographically, but internally. And if the essence of those projects are diverse, I think our clients benefit from that. And I actually would even go as far to say that society and the world benefits from that. I think that's a really interesting you know, opportunity that we have created for people. Yes. You are explaining better than me. <laughs> well... I appreciate you coming on and I thank you for talking to me. I hope people not only enjoyed it, but they appreciate it and understand the value in expanding our horizons a little bit, not just staying in our bubbles. And I think that's what you and I have done. We've thought outside the box. Yes. We've gotten outside of our bubble and made life a little bit more interesting and dreamlike, as you say. Yes. Yes. It was very nice for me too. It was an honor to be here. So I hope everyone likes it. Me too. Thank you, AJ. I hope you enjoyed listening to AJ's wonderfully positive approach to architecture 
and how we have created this interesting relationship between two architects from different parts of the world. Episode nine is a conversation with one of my fellow architects here at Schimberg Group and one of my favorite people. If you're interested in the field of architecture on a deep, ethereal way, you won't want to miss episode nine.